Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I am John the Spunky Spelunker. Um, the Mining Nick Axe. <laughs> I'm TJ Barry, the black one. <laughs> as long as you don't say anything wild, right? <laughs> um, That's not wild. <laughs> what are you implying, Nick? Look at me, chocolate and sexy, bro. What is <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, hi, I'm Amanda Facosta. I didn't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm Nick, and I spelunked her real good. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Are we kidding? Okay, can we oh, just no. start again? Oh, because no. it's just been a train wreck. There's no way we're keeping this right. Right? Oh, we're starting over. We're starting over. And in case you haven't realized by now, which honestly I wouldn't blame you, we are talking about Spelunky 2, the delicious uh, indie game. Uh, It's the sequel to uh, the kind of, you know, hit success, like at least in the indie space, I think so. Uh, The original game Spelunky from many years ago. Um, I guess for context, I never got to play the original Spelunky, but like I said in my 24-hour impressions, I always wanted to. I don't know why, but that game always existed on my radar, and I always wanted to play it, and I never did. So I was really excited to uh, to play it. I played it on PS4, because for some reason, it came out on PS4 first. Uh, I was looking forward to getting it on PC so I could play with Amanda and my brother and other friends online, but I didn't get to do that. Bro, I wish I knew you had it on PS4. There's multiplayer in there. I know, uh, like, I honestly, for half a second, I was like, maybe this is the game that makes me get uh, PlayStation Plus. Really? This game? <laughs> yeah. And and it's sad because plays a month of PlayStation Plus costs as much as the game. Oh, God. <laughs> Anywho. Word. TJ. Um, the, I've never heard of Splunky until this was recommended. Um, I probably would not have even been on my radar if it wasn't for this show. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, and for those of you who may not know what the hell Spelunky is, which I don't blame you, like, they did not market this sequel at all. Uh, I remember seeing it for a second, I think, and it must have been one of the PlayStation conferences or something. And I was like, oh, cool, they're making a second one. And then I remember, like, a week before it launched, I was like, what day does it come out again? I was looking it up for the show. Uh, And on the subreddit, a bunch of people were like, hey... Why does nothing about Spelunky 2 exist uh, at all? I forgot it was coming out in two days. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not good. Uh, but it's out. Uh, and I think it's a great deal of fun. For those of you who may not know, it's a roguelike game. So um, basically, this one kind of builds on the first one. I, the first one had a story. And then in this story, you're playing as the daughter of the people who I think were the main characters in the first one. Mm-hmm. And you go to the moon to find them 
Uh, and you can choose from a different number of characters. You don't have to play as anyone. There's not really a heavy story in this one. But basically, your parents have been gone for like a really long time spelunking. For those of you who don't know, spelunking uh, is a word for cave diving slash exploration. So th- there you go. Word of the day, spelunking. Uh, so your parents have been gone spelunking on the moon for a really long time. Um, and basically, you go to be like, yo, mom, dad, what the hell? Where are you? Um and there are secrets and bosses and stuff to uncover along the way. Uh, like, there's the whole implication, like, the way it explains the game mechanics. They're like, oh, time and death work differently here. We think that some of the magical artifacts from uh, from the first game might be here because, you know, it's not that bad when you die and, like, stuff like that. Uh, but none of that really matters. The core loop of the gameplay is you are trying to get through these levels in the cave to go deeper and deeper uh, to eventually finish the game and i i mean ideally you can finish the game in like under 20 minutes because um there's actually a a timer on each level you're encouraged to do it and i think it's under three minutes yeah i think it's like three may i interject real quick you may with my own word of the day for the viewers oh no for Uh. those of you that don't know a roguelike or rogue dash like is a subgenre of role-playing video games characterized by a dungeon crawl through procedurally generated levels, turn-based gameplay, tile-based graphics, and permanent death of the playable character. Correct. Uh, Yeah, so for I guess for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the gist of it is when you die, you have to start all the way over from the beginning. But the other uh, element of this that kind of makes it a little more interesting, or in general for roguelikes, is that usually the levels are procedurally generated, so you're never playing the same level twice. Uh, You know, there are similar elements that will always make up level 1-1, but the arrangement and even, you know, to a, to a degree certain, like, traps and stuff that you'll find are completely random. So it would take you quite a few playthroughs until you've seen everything there is to see. Yeah, the point I is you start to... in at the top of the cave, and then you're venturing down deeper in. And if you die, you go back to the top of the cave, and everything changes, and your weapons and items you've collected disappear. But uh, you gain knowledge of things. Yeah. <laughs> I happen to not know what a roguelike was, so I asked John. I'm like on stream. I was like, "Wait, so you permanently die wherever, like no matter where you are?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's what a roguelike is." And I'm like, "Ah, yes, but of course, roguelike." <laughs> you commented that, and I didn't know if you were being sarcastic or not. I think I said it. I was like, "I genuinely don't know with you, Palazzo," just because I don't know why I assumed that roguelikes were the kind of thing that was somewhere in your field of interest. Uh, I mean, I know the word, but that type of game. Eh. Now that I just know what being it a is, fan of things like Dark Souls, I kind of thought it might be somewhat up your alley. Maybe, but. Nah, <laughs> not enough to buy the game. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, I, uh, do you guys have any uh, opening questions? Or TJ, do you have any like big thing that you want to hit right off the bat? Um, nothing really big. I was just surprised how much fun I had playing the game. Like mm-hmm. looking at it, <clears throat> um, like it looks like a typical like platformer. You got to go around, you jump, you do things. You have bombs, you can explode stuff. Um. There are traps and items you can get to help you along your way and, like, shopkeepers. Um, but I, when I was first looking at it, I was just like, all right, this game is going to be, like, whatever. It's, like, just something for the show, something to knock out, you know. But I was actually pleasantly surprised. It's actually a really fun game to play. And um, 
even though I am a shite at the game, um, <laughs> it actually doesn't. It doesn't feel so bad like dying because everything does change, so you're not looking yeah. at the same levels over and over again. And even like as you progress and you get through uh, more of the levels, like the it changes because at first you're like in a cave, and then like it'll go to like an ice level or like a um, a forest level or something. And even then, like it's not the same. So like if I took one path and ended up on the ice level, um, the next time I went, it ended up in the forest, and I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Like it always changes so there's always something new to play for it and like mm -hmm. it was presently surprised i really enjoyed it i'm glad yeah. i bought it and i think the nicest thing about the death mechanic here you know the fact that you like straight up you're gonna be dying over and over like you can die in like five seconds Definitely. uh it's easily doable um but like uh kind of like we mentioned earlier if you don't I, I believe it's about three minutes if you spend over three minutes in a level, this, like, ghost will start chasing you, and the ghost is basically invincible, so it's meant to, like, pressure you into moving. So, really, in my experience, I was almost always spending significantly under two minutes in a level. I would die a lot, but when I did finally finish the level, every time I went through, it was, like, one minute, minute and a half, something yeah. like that. Um, so, it was never, you know, it, it doesn't feel, like, super taxing. Um, and that short gameplay style and the relatively short amount of missions that there actually are is something that for me, I don't know how you enjoyed the game, TJ, uh, as far as like how you consumed it, but mm. I spent a lot of, uh, my time when I wasn't doing it on stream. For me, this is the kind of game that I would have loved to have had in college and played it the way that I played Sea of Thieves where like, I have like an hour in between classes and I'm hanging out in my apartment. And so like I would launch up Spelunky and I play for like 15 minutes. Definitely. And then I'm just done with it. It's like one of those games where, like, if I had it on Switch, it'd be great. Yes. I could just head out. I can play it, like, while I'm killing some time and then go do what I got to do. Yeah. I don't think there are any plans to bring it to Switch at the moment, or at least not announced, but I certainly hope there will be because it, it's an ideal game for that platform. Exactly. Like, I'm super surprised, like, it would come to PS4 instead of, like, Switch just and from the nature of the game and, like, even with the graphics itself. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably something to do with the fact that it's an indie game and maybe development budget and that sort of thing. Maybe Sony mm. threw them a bone or something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're listening to this, bring Spelunky 2 to the Switch. Why would you not? <laughs> like, Please. Like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah. Untapped market. Yeah. And uh, since we kind of talked about the graphics as well, I guess let's talk about that. Like, the game's super, super cute and cartoony. It's very, like... I guess kind of Paper Mario-ish aesthetics um, in terms of like character design is the best analogy I could have for someone, I think. Um, it's just that little cartoony, like looks hand-drawn style. Um, and it's, again, <laughs> like that's kind of what I love about it. It's so, so cute. So it draws you in there. And then some of the deaths are so like annoyingly gruesome, like not, not gory, but just like, you're like, oh, wow, that's violent. That is rough, my dude. Um, so that definitely surprised me. Uh, and again, kill some enemies and it gives you like cooked meat is wild. And the thing is like, it, it never teaches you that. So that's like, that's part of the fun of the game as well is just like figuring things out by accident or like forgetting things and then relearning them later on. You're like, I'm so dumb. My mm -hmm. life could have been so much easier. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, for those of you who may no have known the original Spelunky and are not looking at like Spelunky 2 as well, like there's a number of different changes in this one. It's 
very similar formula, but from what I remember of the original Spelunky, like big additions here have been stuff like uh, there are mounts now, like turkeys, and those pose fun challenges because they kind of like run around wildly. Uh, and so you have to, like, hope that you don't die while you're, like, taming it for a few seconds. Um, there are also, uh, TJ, I'm curious how you felt about all the items in the game. Because there's a number of different items. There's so many of them, dude. Um, yeah. Like the bow and how, like, you can pick it up from the arrow traps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. And then, like, it again, like, it helps change up the gameplay. Because, like, you can play it one way. And then it kind of reminds me of, like, the Binding of Isaac. Mm-hmm. Which, which I love that game. Whereas just like you never know really what you're going to get. Um, so it's super exciting to be able to pick up a completely new item you didn't even know was there. And it's just like, oh, okay. And then like you check out what it does and like, oh man, if I had this like last run, I would have made it completely. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just like side note, but like number one tip I could have for anyone who's listening to this and is interested in playing the game is always carry an item. I don't oh, yeah. care what it is, have an item in your hand. I want to say the first two hours of gameplay for me were absolutely brutal <laughs> because there are traps and stuff like this that, like, you have to figure out how to set off. And I was like, I don't I don't understand. What am I supposed to do? And the thing is, you can pick up so many things in this game, and it just didn't occur to me for, like, a while. And then one day I picked up, like, one of the trap darts, and I used it to set off, like, three other traps. And I was like, <laughs> look, now I have five darts. Like, just lying here to kill things with. It's, yeah. Um, That, for me, was... If I had to, like, say what the the greatest joy of the game for me was, it was that. It was just, like, learning... uh, Figuring out these new strategies. and Because they're usually very, very simple. But they're just things that you wouldn't really think of. And then once it clicks, you're like, wow. And I think that, for me, was the great fun of the game. It feels a lot like playing a Mario Maker, but, like, with items. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the crazy challenge levels on like Mario Maker. I totally, I would agree with that. Any other questions? Amanda, you look like you had a couple. Um, I was actually going to bring up because you had mentioned the gameplay. Uh, I wanted to ask, because I saw on stream John messed with, what was it? Because you have the main story mode, adventure mode, right? Oh, the multiplayer? Then, yeah, the multiplayer. I mean, I guess, I know John messed with it, but... TJ, yeah. I don't, did well, I of you actually get to? No, no, no. What, what's up? No, there's two things there. Uh, there's two like alternate game modes. There's a seeded run, or well, there's a seeded run, kind of like how like in Minecraft you can make a world with a seed. Uh, but then there's also the daily challenge, which I think is a really, really clever idea uh, to for people who do enjoy the gameplay to keep it fresh. You log in every day and you only get one shot at the level. So, like, I mean, you get through it or you don't, but that's, like, three minutes of gameplay that it's just, like, if you enjoy Spelunky, let's say you beat it and you're, like, okay, cool, I'm pretty much done with that, but I still want to keep playing it, like, for a few minutes every day. Like, that's a fun little thing to hop into real quick. Uh, TJ, did you get to try out the multiplayer, though? I did not, unfortunately. Neither did I. I played against AI, and it was freaking brutal. That was, I will say, it was very entertaining to watch, though. Sure. it was a lot because as you yeah, continue, those guys were like, pro gamers. Oh my, yeah, they're they definitely pro gamers. But the levels also like they got bigger, like everything just got bigger as you continued yeah. with the multiplayer. And well, as you're watching the stream, there was a point where it just got so big that I mean, I feel like the game couldn't even handle it, or the the your PlayStation just couldn't handle it. 
You know what I mean? That might have just been the stream dying. You um, think so? But no, I'm all, it, just because like the graphics. Because like when you did when you started with multiplayer, everything was fine. But as you continued and everything got bigger, the graphics started going down as well. Huh? And then once you got, I, to I'd have to recheck it big, and see if one. that was a. Yeah. I'd have to recheck and see if that was a stream issue. But what, like, I think one of the things that's interesting there is, uh, yeah, the levels are big, but I think it's also because it's designed with a uh, local multiplayer in mind, kind of like how we were talking about with Tony Hawk, uh, I think, last week. Um, gotcha. This is another game that finally brought back some level of, like, multiplayer. And it kind of, the closest thing that I can kind of think of here is it almost reminds me of the Bomberman uh, local multiplayer. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the goal is straight up just to blow each other up. Uh, and so I'm sad that I didn't get to try it out because against the AI, honestly, there's no point. Like, it, there's not really as much enjoyment because it, it is very simple. Uh, and also, I don't know if you could change the difficulties, but, like, I could hardly keep up with what was happening on screen. <laughs> it looked but, like I was watching a Dragon Ball Z episode. People were flying <laughs> through the air at high speeds and exploding everything and yeah. flipping and stuff. Oh, my God. But if I had a buddy, especially if I had a buddy on the couch next to me, uh, pre and or post Corona disclaimer, uh, but if I had a buddy on the couch next to me, that would be a lot of fun. I I would love that. Uh, and it's to the point where, uh, I mean, regardless of how I feel about the game purchase wise, we'll talk about it in a second, but uh, I would possibly be willing to either maybe get PS plus or more likely purchase the game again on pc to play with like my friends who would have it there if it was something that they're like oh i really want to play this game with you more than just one time then uh i could see that being like a fun little thing to play from time to time wow okay dang uh una pregunta please actually it's like a three-layered question but it all kind of comes to one okay. um do did either of you beat the game i'm gonna say that's a no (laughs) Um, i told you bro i suck at the game (laughs) did you figure out how many uh levels were in the game at least six six yes okay the cool thing though is also that uh apparently like Okay, depending on which doors you take at the end of certain levels, there are different variations. Kind of like, I don't know if you remember on the old, like, the Mario games on the DS, depending on which pipe you took, it took you to a different world. Like, it was like the ice world or the whatever world. Like, there were these optional, but either way, you still made it to the end of the game, but you Uh... potentially missed worlds. With this one, based on which door you go through, they're completely different environments, completely different mobs, like... So some of them have like sub worlds. There's like alternate versions of the same worlds. Yeah, I think the farthest I made it was like four. Yeah. So like I I think a good analogy here is it's kind of like Outer Wilds in the sense of you technically kind of have to beat the game in 18 minutes or less. Technically, that's how long the game is. But there is so much more to explore that I don't. I don't think that's a fair way to represent the game, you know? Wow. Okay. So I guess that leads me to the, it's clearly a very difficult game if neither of you beat it and it's still like very, very short and you still couldn't do it. Yeah. Did it, is it one of those games where, yeah, it's tough as nails, but it always felt balanced and fair or did it feel a little too much at times? I mean, like it's definitely one of those games where it's like, if you're good at it, like you're good at it. It's like, it 
kind of punishes you for being bad, but like you learn through like dying over and over again. Like, okay, this is what that does. All right, I need to make sure I check out for these traps. I got to make sure I have this item on me. When I see this, I got to make sure I throw a bomb down there so I can check that, that kind of stuff. And like to always look around the level as fast as possible and like up your memorization. So, you know, like, all right, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to accomplish. So it's definitely balanced in that aspect. It's just like your timing sometimes has to be like super on point. Cause like some of those things are fast and then they, yeah. and they come back really quickly. What it comes down to for me is that, uh, there are things that you can get to modify like your health and your defense and that sort of thing. But you start with four hit points. So that is four hits that you can take period. And then you're dead. And like your health doesn't regenerate in between levels. There are ways to get health back and stuff like that, but it's not like you refresh every level. So that's part of the challenge of it. But I will say that with very, very few exceptions, every time I died, I was like, okay, I made a stupid mistake. I made like, okay, yep, 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 yep. Um, there were very few times where just like, it just spawned me in like a really tough spot. And I was like, this is a little unfair. Uh, but it, it, it was so few and far between that it was always almost comical. Um, and I find that for me, the way that I play games, usually uh, I, I would not consider myself a very skilled gamer, especially when it comes to these like Twitch reflex like type stuff. It's like I literally I have trouble pressing buttons like repeatedly really fast. I just can't do it. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, and so but with this game, one of the good things was that I did feel like I was learning. And as I learned, I did get better. Like I while I haven't finished the game, I've consistently made more and more progress. So it does feel fair and it feels like there's a learning curve there. And the game tells you at the very beginning in like a note from your parents, it, they literally say, they go, remember, take it slow. Uh, going fast is an easy way, to, is an easy way to make stupid mistakes or like something along those lines. And that's very true. The more frustrated you get with the game, you know, I'm 15 minutes into my playthrough and I'm just like, speed run. I die within five seconds. But when I start and I'm calm and I'm like assessing everything and I'm making good choices, like, you know, I can make it through the first two, three levels at this point without getting hit at all. If I'm, you know, if luck's on my side, but I can do it. Yeah. So I am progressing. I just, uh, I'm almost surprised that I'm doing as well as I am. I, I think you were with me, Palazzo, on stream one day where I was like, I'd be surprised if I ever make it past level one or two. <laughs> uh, and now I'm consistently within level four. Uh, I just need to finish getting past those, that final, uh, push, which, there's still so much of the game I haven't seen, and I'm aware of that. But yeah. I, I have enjoyed kind of the learning process uh, throughout. Nice. Anybody else? Any other questions? It's not a lot to talk about because it's not really a story. Um, yeah. Right. It's a super simple game that has a lot of option. It, there's a lot of cool stuff to do. There's a lot of variation. I think that's their strength. They take that roguelike uh, generation mechanic and use it to their advantage in a way that keeps things fresh. But the core gameplay is very, very simple. You know, the the things that you learn in that first two-minute tutorial is really all you have to rely on all the way throughout. Yeah. How does it compare? Well, I don't know if either of you played it. How does it compare to the first game? I didn't get to play it. I didn't get oh. to play it, but um, from what I've, like, read and I understand, it just took everything that was great about the first game and just added more to it. Yeah. From okay. what I've heard, generally, fans of the first game have loved the second installment. On that front, if you don't like roguelike games, you don't like, you know, you don't like this kind of challenge, this game probably won't win you over. 
but it just might, I think, uh, you know, when you compare it to something like, I don't know, uh, Dead Cells or something that comes to mind or something like that, like maybe something with a longer mission structure where death feels more frustrating because this is so short. I think it is, uh, while it doesn't take it easy on you, I think if, if you're interested in trying this genre of game, it could be a good end point just to see if you like it. If you don't like those like super, what is it? Super meatball, um, um, Mega Man esque kind of games. Yeah. Then I don't think you're, this is the game for you, but like if mm-hmm. you're someone willing to either, like step out and like check it out or if you do like those kind of games like it's definitely in your wheelhouse and i think you'll have a lot of fun and for like the price like that's definitely not bad i agree any any last notes from anyone or should we maybe move into a vote um i just want to know like do you guys actually plan to try and beat it I'm probably going to, like, go back to it at some point and, like, just check it out. Because, again, like, it's fun to play and it's something, like, to pick up when you're bored. Mm-hmm. I just I, That's mm-hmm. why I wish it was for the Switch. So it's like when I'm just out, yeah. I'm like, all right, let me play it. Yeah. Um, and there's just other games that I would I like to play more on my PS4. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely, sure. definitely going to go back and try to knock that out. Yeah, I, I agree with I think the Switch would make it so, so much better uh, for mm-hmm. the kind of gameplay that I enjoy out of it. Like I said earlier, like that whole analogy of like, I have 20 minutes, I just want to jump into a game really quick. This game works perfectly for that. I have just found myself so, so busy lately that I didn't necessarily get to enjoy the game in that fashion as much as I would have liked to. Uh, but when I did play it in that way, it was really nice. Uh, and I hope to continue doing that, actually. I I see, I can see myself actually beating the game now that I've spent more time with it. I could see myself getting the skills I need to eventually get there. Uh, so I plan on on doing that eventually. Uh, whether that's uh, gonna happen soon, maybe not. <laughs> it, it might take a while before I can actually, you know, get through it. But um, that's such a nice yeah. feeling in games, like the feeling of like I'm getting better, I'm improving. Look where yeah. I was, look where yeah. I am now. Mm-hmm. It's such that's and one of the most st- rewarding feelings I think. And it's cool. And since you start from scratch every single time, like it is really you learning. It's not like I got better gear and I'm more equipped or anything like that. Like it's it's fully just I'm making smarter decisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, and with each level under like three minutes, like it really doesn't feel like you're spending that much time. You're just like, oh man, I just spent yeah. an hour playing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm an idiot. The the only thing of note that I wanted to talk about, I forgot. The music <laughs> is actually really, really good. Yeah. In this game. Like the yeah. one level you were on for a while when I was watching on stream, like I'm like, yeah, you could die as many times as you want, but the music's really catchy, you know. So I thought it would start you. irritating me eventually, and it did get a little bit of that condescending tone when you die 20 times in a row. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I could always frustratingly hum along and just kind of keep going, and yeah, it, it's it's very nice music. I, the game's presentation overall is just very cute. It has a nice atmosphere, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right, let's push this vote. All righty. Mm. So, in the case of Spelunky 2, how do we vote? Wait, how are we doing this when, like, three out of the five people didn't play? Uh, you and I will <laughs> vote, and if it's a tie, we'll we'll refer to the peanut gallery. Don't buy it! We're no, no, I'm kidding. Go <laughs> 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 oh, ahead, John. Um, okay, in so in my opinion, this is a weird game because it's something that I was interested in checking out, but it's very much you know not necessarily my wheelhouse type of game. Um, that said, I had a lot of fun with it, uh, 
And I would really love to try out that multiplayer. You know, I, I can't necessarily review it, but the gameplay that I have had has been really fun. And for the price, for 20 bucks, I think that the score gameplay is really, really, really good. And if the multiplayer is as fun as I'm hoping it might be, uh, it's another nice thing to have in your arsenal for when you just want to play a game with friends. So I would say, you know, for a $20 indie game, it's worth your time. It's worth your money. Absolutely. I do think you should buy it, though. Uh, I, th- I think it's a fun little game to have in your collection. That being said, for $20, I do think that you should also buy it. I had very low expectations of this game. Um, I was highly surprised. I had a lot of fun. It's pretty cutesy. Um, I definitely will probably check out the Loki multiple, local multiplayer at some point. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Um, just to, like check it out but i definitely think it's a buy um for an indie game that's that well done um twenty dollars is right at the perfect price point for you to be able mm. to pick up this game have fun and enjoy it again i wish it was for the switch but at the ps4 or for the pc it's not that bad so i would definitely recommend buying it all right so in the case of spelunky 2 you should buy it though i'll pick that up Go support indie developers who make good games free from microtransactions and give you freaking couch co-op in the year 2020. <laughs> Yay. Yay! Yay! I really wasn't expecting that. I'm not going to lie. You I thought it was going to be a not buy? Yeah, I thought you guys were going to be like, yeah, it's like super cute and it's like super fun. Don't buy it. That's what I was expecting. If it, if happen, it that's, cost I, more money, it would have been a don't buy. But at it, $20, that's not bad. It's the perfect sweet spot with the uh, uh, the $20. Mm-hmm. I think once you hit $30, i am like, Ugh. But I think that nice mixture mm-hmm. of having the, uh, the, the really good, competent, and like fun to repeat single player... That I guess you could sit down and grind if you want, but really you're probably going to get through it pretty quick uh, is really nice to have. Uh, And then also, again, a nice addition is like at least they threw in multiplayer, which I know people were dying for some of that in Spelunky, the original one. So it's it's nice to see that they're they're at least trying that. And uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for indie developers, but also I did enjoy the game. So. You know uh, I'm glad that what else is an indie game and costs twenty dollars? <laughs> nope, nope, not well, on this one. Yeah, I will see you next week, guys. You know. All right. That Bye. said, we want to Bye. give a special thank you uh, to our patrons. I'm actually playing that yes. later today, though. And oh. <laughs> Baird and Jerry Benetados. Uh, thank you all so much for uh, for supporting the show. If you're interested in supporting the show, please uh, go ahead and check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Should I Buy. Um, You can go on there and get access to cool exclusive content like our 24-hour impressions for games, access to our Discord, lots of cool, fun stuff like that. And if you have enjoyed this show, you like what we do, you like hearing us goof off with each other and make dumb jokes, (laughs) consider checking out our other podcast, Dungeons & Drimbus. It's our actual play D&D podcast. Uh, We are in the middle of our first campaign uh and stuff is getting real real we have a big episode coming out this week and we are also releasing one shots all the time which are uh fun and creative little kind of uh different worlds and characters that 
who knows, we may be returning to eventually. Uh, we stream those over on twitch.tv slash whimsicproductions. We have uh, live shows there where you could see us record it live before you get to hear the, the final finished product. Uh, I think that's uh, a ton of fun. And pretty soon, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and make the announcement now, we're going to be starting a recurring cyberpunk D&D campaign uh, over... On that Twitch channel, it's just going to be stream only. Uh, we're not going to be releasing it on the Drimbus podcast. It's just going to be fun gameplay for all of us, and we're we're going to go wild with it. So if that sounds interesting to you, go check that out. Um, like I said, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, if monthly donations aren't your thing, we have a Kofi ko-fi.com slash whimsic productions all in the description uh, slash show notes, where you can, for the price of a cup of coffee, uh, donate to support the show. And if you we get it. Times are tight right now. If you want to support us, but you can't really afford anything right now, just consider leaving us a review in the podcast app of your choice. But that's enough of that. Thank you all so much for listening. Go buy Spelunky 2. <laughs> and we'll talk at you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. There it is. <laughs>